Good morning. This week, I'm going to highlight two summer heroes, King Lamoni and Ammon. Let's start with King Lamoni. He was the leader of, the scriptures say, a wild and hardened and ferocious people. We find that in Alma 17, 14. But even so, he overcame years of tradition and accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now here's a king with unfettered power. He was a rich man with servants to wait on him hand and foot, but he lived in spiritual darkness. He allowed Ammon to teach him the gospel, and he fell to the earth as if he were dead. A period of time passed, and everyone thought he had died. But Ammon knew that the dark veil of unbelief was being cast from his mind, and the light which did light up his mind was the light of the glory of God. Yea, this life had infused such joy into his soul. That's from Alma 19.6. He had a dark veil of unbelief on him for years of tradition, wealth, and ignorance. And only the glory of God and the light of everlasting of life everlasting produced this kind of joy that overcomes this kind of darkness. It is this light and this message of salvation that spiritually and physically sustain us. Let me share an example I found in a conference talk called Lead Kindly Light by Virginia Jensen. She says, as a young priest traveled in Italy in 1833, Englishman John Henry Newman encountered emotional and physical darkness when illness detained him there for several weeks. He became deeply discouraged, and a nurse who saw his tears asked what troubled him. All he could reply was that he was sure God had a work for him to do in England. Aching to return home, he finally found passage on a small boat. Not long after the ship set sail, thick fog descended and obscured the hazardous cliffs surrounding them. Trapped for a week in the damp, gray darkness, the ship unable to travel forward or back, Newman pled for his Savior's help, help as he penned the words we now know as the hymn, Lead Kindly Light. Lead kindly light amid the encircling gloom. The night is dark and I'm far from home. Keep thou my feet one step enough for me. This hymn echoes a truth our hearts confirm. Though trials may extinguish other sources of light, Christ will illuminate our path, keep our feet, and show us the way home. For as the Savior has promised, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. We can all find ourselves in place of darkness from time to time. We may wander into dark spiritual caverns when we make foolish choices, admit harmful influences into our lives, or turn away from the light of the gospel to embrace the world just a little longer. It may seem harmless at first, just a little exploring, that's all. Before we know it, we become separated from the light and left in darkness alone. The light of Jesus Christ is stronger than any darkness we face in this life. If we have faith in him, seek after him and obey him. So that is exactly what happened in King Lamoni's life. King Lamoni turned his life around. He embraced the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
So I chose for his power scripture, Alma 19.33. And it says, And it came to pass that when Ammon arose, he also administered unto them and also did all the servants of Lamoni. And they did all declare unto the people the selfsame thing, that their hearts had been changed, that they had no more desire to do evil. And that's exactly what happened with King Lamoni. His heart was changed. He had no more desire to do evil. So we're going to take King Lamoni's example of repentance. And that's going to be our battle-ready word, repentance. Now let's turn to Ammon. His missionary call was to the land of the Lamanites. Can you imagine getting a call like that? You read the call, your family and friends are there. And you've been called to the land of the wicked and the enemy. The fate of this faithful Nephite entering the land of the Lamanites was left entirely in the hands of their king, who we just talked about. The king could slay him, cast him into prison, or force him to leave. Turning to Alma 17, 21 through 25. It, it, it talks in those scriptures that Ammon was carried before the king, and the, queen, and the king inquired of Ammon if he wanted to dwell in the land among the Lamanites or among his people. And Ammon said, I want to dwell among this people, maybe even until I die. Well, King Lamoni was very much pleased with Ammon and had his bands loosed and offered Ammon to take one of his daughters to wife. You're going to have to read the backstory on this to, to understand um, that offer. But anyway, so Ammon said unto him, Nay, but I will be thy servant. And so Ammon became a servant to King Lamoni. Um, and you know that story of what happened there. Um, so, as with Ammon, the only desire of our army of modern missionaries today is to serve their fellow men. Our great mission in life is to love God and to love people. And as we serve, we make a life of happiness for ourselves and doors of opportunity open to bless others. President Spencer W. Kimball gave these insights about the ministry of the Savior. Never did the Savior give in expectation. I know of no case in his life in which there was an exchange. He was always the giver, seldom the recipient. Never did he give shoes, hose, or a vehicle. Never did he give perfume, a shirt, or a fur wrap. His gifts were of such a nature that the recipient could hardly exchange or return the value. His gifts were rare ones, eyes to the blind, ears to the deaf, and legs to the lame, cleanliness to the unclean, wholeness to the infirm, and breath to the lifeless. His gifts were opportunities to the downtrodden, freedom to the oppressed, light in the darkness, forgiveness to the repentant, hope to the despairing. His friends gave him shelter, food, and love. He gave them of himself his love, his service, his life. The wise men brought him gold and frankincense. He gave them and all of their fellow mortals resurrection, salvation, 
and eternal life. We should strive to give as he gave. To give of oneself is a holy gift. So ponder these points as you feel the influence of Ammon's teachings. This came from a talk um, from James M. Paramore entitled, They Taught and Did Minister One to Another. So listen to these points. The desire of his heart was to bring people to God. He was always a servant, a minister. He was out among the people. He prepared himself by fasting, studying the scriptures and prayer. He went forth believing he could make a difference with the help of God. He anxiously looked for every possible opportunity to serve. He kept all of the commandments. As a result of doing all these things, he taught with power and authority and established the church of God. So Ammon's power scripture, we find that in Alma 18, 17. And I say unto you, what is it that thy marvelings are so great? Behold, I'm a man and am thy servant. Therefore, whatsoever thou desirest, which is right, that will I do. And our battle-ready word for Ammon is service. So this week's challenge Send a picture of you doing some service for someone. And it can be someone in your family. Well, have a great week, everybody. And remember to always follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.